Are you a kiddo who dreams? Kinky dreams? Dreams of wearing pants like the ones you grew up with? Well, golly gee, dream no more. Kinky Dreams specializes in printing cute vintage designs of diaper prints, superheroes, and cartoon characters on adult diapers. These handcrafted pants will leave you feeling your full baby fantasy. If you want to get your grabby hands on one of these one-of-a-kind diapers, make sure to use promo code PLAYTIME for 10% off all Kinky Dreams products. Kinky Dreams, making your little dreams come true. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsy's Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pamps. How's your guys' week going? Good. This past weekend was Folsom weekend. I didn't get to go, but I talked to a lot of friends that did get to go. Uh, They said it was great and fun. There was less people this year, but the highlight for at least a lot of the ABDLs was the diaper takeover at the Eagle on Saturday. Uh, Some of them told me that, you know, there was a whole bunch of diaper boys um, walking around in just a diaper and pup hoods and, you know, squishing around and drinking beer and getting drunk and a whole lot of fun. I remember uh, diaper takeovers in San Francisco and they were always a lot of fun. Um, And what's great about Folsom that one person told me was how it normalizes kinks, right? Like you don't get to see diaper boys a whole lot walking around in just a diaper, especially in public, right? And so he was saying that it it just felt good to be, you know, their authentic self walking around in a diaper, being surrounded by other people being their authentic selves in their own kinks. Um, I know that there are a lot of people that haven't had the opportunity to go to Folsom. So I asked a lot of these friends, you know, what would you recommend to people if they've never been to Folsom? One person said, check out the pre-events. Um, I've never done a Folsom pre-event, but Door Alley, the the um, Folsom's little brother, so to speak, uh, I've done those pre-events. Those are super fun. Um, I always tell the story that me and my partner went to this one door pre-event, and I swear to you, I think there were poppers in the fan because there was like this sex room up in like this attic, and as soon as you walked up there, it was like, oh, <laughs> everything was open. Um I swear there must have been poppers in in the fan because it was just it was just so much. I mean, it was wonderful, but it was just so much. Um, buy tickets early. Uh, connect with a local. You know, there, I feel like even though we're all Pokemon and we got to catch them all, there is a lot of ABDLs in a lot of cities, especially in San Francisco. And so just reach out to a local. See, see what the locals are doing. You know, connect with a local so you have someone to meet up with once you get there. Um be adventurous, get a little crazy, but don't get stupid. Um, you know, try new kinks when you go to Folsom. Um, if you see a kink that interests you, go up to that person and ask. That's what, that's what that event is for. That event is for seeing new kinks and trying new things. Cause you know, that's just the vibe. Everyone is just on this heightened sense, um, of acceptance, or at least I always have that feeling that everyone there is, has this heightened sense of acceptance and, you know, wants to be looked at and, you know, wants people to come up to them and talk to them. Um, another person recommended get a hotel near the Castro or at least in the Castro. Um, I, when I lived in the city, I lived in the Soma district and I also lived 
in um, the Fillmore District. Um, they're not that far away. The city's only seven miles by seven miles, so Ubering isn't that bad. You can actually walk the whole city um, if you want to walk around the whole city in just a diaper, but um, get a get a hotel nearby or and go early. You know, get there. It's not like a it's not like a nighttime party where you know being fashionably late. Get get, get there early before like the huge crowd gets there. So at least you know you can acclimate acclimate to the environment. Um, I had the wonderful opportunity to talk to Noah Gold about his Folsom experience. I didn't know this, but this was his first time at Folsom. So here's Noah Gold talking about his first time experience at Folsom. Oh, it was so fantastic. So fantastic. What did you do? Um, what didn't you do? Oh, oh my God. Okay. What did I do? I came here. So I'm, I live in New York City, right? So mm-hmm. when I flew in on Thursday, my flight left New York City at like eight o'clock in the morning. And when I got here, the woman at the hotel check-in was like, good morning, sir. And I was like, morning? <laughs> I've been on that plane for like six hours. It's nighttime for you. <laughs> what was that? You're like, it's bedtime for me. Seriously, it's nap time. Um. So I, I actually, I met up with a guy who I had done ABDL stuff with maybe like six or seven years ago. And we had a very, like, really awesome, really kind of intense age, like, uh, role play session. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that was like my Friday. Um, I spent the whole day with him, basically. And then... On Saturday, I went to the Eagle and got to meet all of the San Francisco and like San Francisco adjacent ABDLs. Not even all of the like LA ABDLs uh, came. Yeah, because Um, there was that whole beer bust that one of them organized. How many were there? It was like a third of the population of the bar. Wow. I'm not kidding. Yeah. That's great. And they were all just in their pamps. Totally, totally. I mean, some people had, it was actually, okay. Um, The weather here is like 65 all the time. Yeah, it's (laughs) always gloomy. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know, I packed warm weather clothes. Um, I don't find 65 to be very warm. So, so it was kind of chilly. So I had like a sweater on and I had um, like a, like a cute dinosaur hoodie on. Mm-hmm. And then obviously my pamps <laughs> and everyone else was in their pamps too. And, and a cute outfit of some sort. Um, and some people had like pup hoods on, of course, but that makes it so much harder to like remember who they are. Right. Right. They come up to you and they're like, Oh, I love your stuff. And you're like, I don't know who you are, but thank you. Yeah. Well, luckily um, someone had introduced me in the, into the like Facebook group for San Francisco ABDLs. Mm-hmm. And so I posted in there like, Hey, I'm going to be there. And I'd love to meet literally every single one of you. So when I showed up, it was, it was the warmest welcome that I had probably ever had ever at, at anything, including my own like birthday. Um, and everyone was like, Oh my God, it's Adam. Oh my God. Hey Adam. Oh my God. And I was like, I, I this was the first um, 
it was the first like bar thing and like even big group gathering that I've been to since New York City shut down on March 13th. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, I luckily it was really dark. I got super teary eyed and I was meeting these people who I had talked to for, you know, days or months or some of them like years long of, of like an online relationship and meeting them right. for the first time was so fantastic. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. And it's such a it's such a different experience, right? It's a different mood because it's not just a bar. It's Folsom weekend. It's a diaper takeover. You're meeting all these people that you've talked to online and you're finally meeting them in real life. Yes, it exactly. It is a whole mood. Um, it's because like everyone is excited about something. Right. There's all... not like there's not like a negative chill in the air on anyone. Right. And you're just wetting yourself silly. Oh, 100%. 100%. I actually came here with um a few people who are into fisting okay and none of them had done like any abdl stuff at all and i hung out with them i mean i shared a hotel i'm sharing a hotel with them mm-hmm. and i would like get ready every morning put on a diaper and it's like no you know there's obviously not just all um but i was like it feels so good for this to feel normal <laughs> right and not not like I'm, you know, doing something out of the ordinary. That's that's the beauty of San Francisco and the beauty of Folsom. It's like you get to live this like authentic self that you wish you could just live every day. Yeah, definitely. What about, what about the festival? How was the festival this year? The festival was good. I am. I actually this is my first one. Oh, okay. I don't have a comparison to other years, but I've everyone said it was like smaller than other years anyway, which is probably true. Um, but so I went, I got there fairly early with my fisting friends, and um, I love it that was, fisting friends. Uh, yes, right. It's still FF either way, um, <laughs> and so. We get there, you know, I'm wearing like normal clothes with a diaper underneath because it was still chilly out when I got there. And then the sun came out. So I took my shorts off and um, and I had like a sweater and then a t-shirt under the sweater. So I took the sweater off and like the shorts. Basically, I took my sweater on and off all day because as soon as the sun went away, it was chilly and I didn't like it. And then when the sun was out, it was hot. And I got like a little sunburn on my nose. <laughs> oh no, you can barely notice it. I know. Um, but my friends who are, um, I guess, don't take sun as well as I do, are like, like have harness outlines. <laughs> yes, my partner when we went to Folsom in 2019, he had he had a full he had a harness sunburn, and I was like, oh no. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you're gonna get sunburn, and then you do. Right. What. It, I mean, did it meet all of your wildest dreams? Like, you know, Folsom is kind of iconic in that way. Right. It's iconic in the way of like every anything goes. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say, like, I still think that ABDL is is taboo in and of itself, like in the kink community. Mm -hmm. And you can tell when you're like walking around Folsom Folsom, uh, that people are like, either like gawking a little bit 
or like they avert eye contact from you because they don't want to cruise you because you're wearing a diaper. But right. the same people who like didn't want to cruise me for wearing a diaper cruised me for wearing a jog strap at the Eagle the next day. Like, or later that day, even. Right. As soon as you took it off, you were like, oh, now you notice me. Right. Exactly. And it was like, oh, the only people who really came up to me were people who had like, uh, like really positive things to say or positive questions to ask uh, at Folsom. And then, um, you know, other ABDLs and other age players um, and some like puppy boys. And they would come up and be like, oh, you look great. But I also went around and complimented like basically as many people as possible because I felt like after a pandemic, like every single person needed to be told how, how cute they are, how good they look for going out and being themselves after not being able to do that for a long time. Right. It's not every day you just see a sea of, sea of men in as little clothing as possible and in the most kinkiest clothing as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And not even just men. Um, right. It's like everybody goes. Right. Everybody. It's like With, the Disneyland of kink. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Was there a lot of deals walking around? There, there, there was a lot. Yeah. That's what I always loved when I went was there was always like a little group. We, we actually hung by the Taika Bulls booth. Was there a Taika Bulls booth this year? They were not there this year and it was kind of upsetting. <laughs> Oh, because, no. because the friends that I had were like kind of they knew that the Tycho's booth like had been there previously so they were kind of expecting it to be there again and to like to go with an informed person or to be like a little bit more informed now to like go to the booth and see what it's about like with a with a fresher look mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't there and so that was sad all right what is did you cross everything off your list? Is there anything you wish you would have done at Folsom? Um, I think I did everything. I walked by. Oh, this was fun. I walked. I would walk by the porta potty lines, and like mm-hmm. look people in the eye and be like, "Oh, are you jealous now? Are you jealous now?" <laughs> did any of them use you? Um, no. One guy offered, but my diaper was too full. Like I would have leaked all over you know oh which, no <laughs> leaked on the sidewalk what could have went wrong I know, I know i know i know um but at that time i wasn't like ready for a change or anything like that you were still enjoying it yes i was still enjoying my nice diaper um but um and somebody did like go through the line and be like do you want to use my diaper do you want to use my diaper and they were told no by everybody and I thought that was so strange given like the line that I went to before was like super positively, like they either like laughed at me asking if they were jealous because that's, I think that's hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or the one guy who was like, yeah, I actually would love to pee in your diaper and get the hell out of this line. <laughs> right. It's so hit or miss. And it's also one of those things where it's like, you know, like what you were saying, it's still kind of taboo, but in my head, it's taboo because it's not seen a lot, right? It's like a unicorn. Yeah. You don't know how to you don't know how to approach it because you've never seen it a whole lot. Where I feel like if it's talked about more and you know more people go to the bar, maybe it wouldn't be as taboo as the average person thinks it is. I agree. I agree. And 
that's kind of something too when people are like well what do you do once you're diapered or like what's the role play like or like what's a scene like and I'm like if you just take any other kink or fetish and you just plus a diaper that's it like it's everything right it's like (laughs) it's not that complicated right I'm like do what you do but then put a diaper on it also (laughs) but literally could be anything like watching a movie plus diaper yes and I was like the cool part is like I can go and run all my errands in New York City and not have to worry about the lack of public bathrooms there. Oh, like whatever you want. Right. Um, what about for for newbies? Any any advice you would give to a newbie looking to go to Folsom? Oh boy, a, a specifically an ABDL person or just anyone? Anyone. Like, what would you tell yourself? Uh before you went like what would you tell someone that's always wanted to go to Folsom I really think I mean and this is easier said than done for sure um but like be as authentically you as possible because people are going to like it people will like it no matter what and it was like (laughs) every shade of person was there and it was every type of kink was there and it was amazing and it was amazing because of that is there any kinks that you saw there that you were like maybe i will try or maybe i want to explore that you know what i did um late fulsome night i fisted somebody for the first time wow <laughs> i was a, i was a fisting top <laughs> you were like i wasn't expecting this but now that i'm here i guess i'll i guess i'll go through it no, and I was I was so nervous I almost cried. Like oh. while while having my hand inside of someone, I was like I was like near tears because I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm doing. Would you recommend would you do it again given the opportunity? Yeah, I would. I'm I'm still like processing it and figuring out how I feel about it. But I and I always thought I would be a fisting bottom because I like a lot of girth. Mm-hmm. Um but being the fisting top was fun too, because I obviously there's joy in making somebody else feel good. So, so making somebody else feel good is is exciting, and I would love to do it again. You heard it here. We have a new fisting top in the community. Come get him. <laughs> All right. Well, where can people find you if they wanna if they wanna live vicariously through your fulsome experience? You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Diaper Days Haze. Diaper Days Haze. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Thanks. Bye. Bye. It's that time of year again. It's Locktober where you lock up your Johnson and you don't see him for a whole month. Um, I've tried to do Locktober for the last two, three years. I can only go two weeks, but I'm hoping this year I can do longer. I feel prepared. I feel inspired. Hopefully I can do it. Hopefully you all encourage me to keep going. Um, I did a poll on Instagram just to see, you know, what are what are my followers doing? So 31% of you said, yes, you're going to do Locktober. And about 69, 69% of you said, no. 
Um, and then I also said, I also asked, you know, what, what's some advice that you would give to people who want to do Locktober? Um, the resounding advice I got from a lot of people is take it slow. Another piece of advice that I got was try different cages if you can, right? Like you, an, a lot of us can't just drop $200 on a new cage. And so what I've done in the past is I took it really slow. I did an Amazon cage, you know, like one of those $20 ones just to figure out my size because sizing is really important. You know, you need to know how long the tube should be and how long or, you know, how big around the, the ring should be. And then from there, um, I got a holy trainer. You know, I invested and I got a holy trainer. And from there, I actually traded with someone because the size that I got still didn't fit. So I traded. I found someone online and traded with them. Um, so, you know, figure out what cage size is your size. Um, use lube to put it on. Um, learning curve. And then I've also learned this trick where if you put a condom in it, you can pull your penis through a little bit better um sometimes i do that sometimes i don't i've just gotten used to putting it on now and then don't be afraid to unlock for your mental health reasons i know for me that's huge because i felt last year when i did locktober um you know everyday life was fine but i just felt depressed at work it was very strange, and I don't know if it was just because work life wasn't going so well at that time, but I just felt really dis depressed at work, and I felt like the whole sky was falling all the time. And I'm not saying this to discourage you. I'm just saying this as as my perspective of what happened last year in October was it really does affect your your mental health when you lock up and when you're depriving yourself of you know pleasure and getting off. And so I decided I need to talk to someone who has been locked up for a long period of time. And so I talked to my friend, little Casey, who's been locked up for six months. And so I wanted to get his perspective on how did he get started in chastity and what keeps him going to do to be locked up for six months. So I want to say that I started around late last year just kind of saw it on the thin boy crowd, which I have an interest in, like a big interest. And a lot of them use it. And so I was like, I want to try this just to try it. So I go up to my wife and I ask her, hey, can I try this? She goes, yeah, yeah, you can. Tell her that I'm going to get her a necklace for the key. And now she wears a necklace with my key everywhere she goes, gets compliments on it like a jewelry. Oh, and uh, so I go into Amazon and just buy like a $20 kind of cage, just a little cheap knockoff and still use that lock to this day. They're they're very interchangeable. Um, and so we started with one week, which I did not know at the time. Uh, so we go one week just to make sure that I'm not kind of bullshitting her, you know, not kind of pressuring her or anything, not being a phase or anything like that. So I went a full week for my first time and then it jumped up to a month, two months. And then where we are now, where it'll be six months around October 
fifth, sixth, somewhere around there. Oh my gosh, six months. And is this like complete, like full on not getting off or it's, it's just like the act of being locked, being chased? This is full locked and not getting off. So complete denial, desensitization, if you want to call it that, but yeah. Oh my God. Are you just like, does everything turn you on now? Like, does the washing machine turn you on now? Like, If I was to lean against the washing machine just right, yeah, it would probably, I'd probably be that mom and those sitcom movies and stuff that's sitting on the washing machine where they're wine and stuff. Right, cross-legged, hoping the husband doesn't walk into the room. Yep, and then gets that cigarette right at the end because she just had the best time of her life. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Well, what, so, so I've only ever done two weeks. How do you do six months? Like, like what is the, men, what, what mental capacity do you need to do six months? Honestly, I still don't know. I don't know how I've actually made it this far. Uh, outside of I don't have the key because uh, it, it it drives you wild. I'm pretty much hypersexual now. And even like last night, I started to just automatically please my wife. No questions asked, no nothing. I just boom, went there. Didn't ask to be unlocked, nothing. It's It's almost like you're slowly rewiring your brain to literally think of someone else way before yourself sexually would you say that with her being around is that like a good motivator to stay locked because your your mind is now correlated being locked with being you know hypersexual and then like having her around is like a is, is very pleasurable so is it easier when when you have a key holder so to say it is uh in my situation I like to call myself a little lucky here because my wife is a femdom. So she already is the dominant one. I'm the submissive. So this chastity really worked well for us because she could be the key holder while still being the dom and I can still be the sub and be the one in chastity. But at the same time, there's ways to do it by yourself where you don't have workarounds usually outside of like an emergency keep or, you know, maybe like doctor visit or something like that. What about, you know, so I've only done the whole two week thing and I've noticed by week two, it's just sore down there. What, like, do you have any tips for people who, you know, they wear a week and they're like, oh, everything's pulling and snagging and all that. Is that just like the wrong size or is, or is there like a learning curve that, that you need to know? So when it comes to size, unless you're just working with like an absolute member down there, and at that point I advise you not to lock up because why would you lock that thing up? Um, size really doesn't matter too, too much. You don't want to go too big on a cage because then that gives your member of room to grow uh, and then it can't complete it and it will be very painful. And you don't immediately want to go just the smallest you can because then that's not going to work for you. It's going to try to push itself even when it's not getting hard. And it's just going to go right onto those testicles and pull. So you just got to get it in between for size. But the big problem is when you do short-term chastity, you're removing that chastity and giving it all down there time to get that blood flowing again. 
So it starts flowing again at night and you start having, you know, the nighttime erection morning woods happening. And then, it, you know, it's getting more and more of that blood going. So it's getting harder and harder and harder versus when I do something like this six months, a uh, little side note, I don't even remember what it feels like to be hard. Oh, uh, that's crazy. It's it, it that actually hit me the other day and it was it was mind blowing. Have you seen but, it? Like when was the last time you saw a little Casey? Uh so I can see it because the one I have is completely see through. I have a, what's called a cherry keeper. Okay. Uh, so it has, it looks like little bars almost that go from the tip up to where it would lock into the uh, O-ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can see him technically, but as far as like little Casey growing up and becoming big Casey, Not six happening. months ago? Almost six months ago, yeah. Right. Uh, But yeah, so it it literally comes down to uh, if you're doing long-term chastity versus short-term chastity. That's usually where the soreness comes in because at my point, I no longer strain. There's no pain associated with it or nothing. Whereas remembering where I started that first week when I took it off, I was sore down there because you're constantly fighting and it's doing that thrill that chastity can do where it's denying you without anybody else coming into the situation necessarily. Right. And what, what, what is that hill? Cause you, I always hear people talk about, you know, that hill, you know, just hold on for three days and the, you know, the morning wood goes away or like, hold on for three days and you know, you'll be desensitized for it. Is that true? Is there, is there like a, a learning period for your your little Johnson to get used to it? There is definitely, definitely a little learning curve there. Um, it is about three days to a week, I would say, uh, depending on how often you use it, if you do short-term play and stuff, um, that you'll just kind of slowly lose that morning wood. And that's that night blood circulation going through. And that's just to necessarily keep everything healthy and all that. Um, But outside of that, I don't think there's too much of a learning curve with the other stuff. So like daytime, you know, denial and stuff, it's not going to be necessarily a learning curve because you'll just get used to that, almost desensitize yourself to it the longer you go. Um, But the learning curve is definitely, it's going to be that first week you got to really hold on for that first week because that's that's when everything's trying its hardest to break that chastity basically and get out and what do you do when you're in heat like i always feel like during the day is easy right like when you go to work or you know um you know when you're not do when you're not alone it's easy at least for me it, it's easy to stay locked it's it's the it's the getting home after work. It's the post gym horniness. How do you how do you fight that? Because that's always where my downfall is is when is when I'm alone. So if you don't have access to your key, whether you're solo and you're like locking in a uh, airtight lock container, or you actually have a key holder, it becomes a lot easier 
because your only option to get off anywhere sexually while you have it on is if you pull out from the back. But I always tell myself, if you pull out from the back, you have to put it back in. And even if you pull it out, it's still attached to your testicles. So you're not really going to be able to do anything and it's going to start hurting. So I don't have access to my key at all unless it's time to clean. And that's a once every couple of days things because I work in a warehouse. So, you know, I do get that after work kind of heat, that sweat, that everything where I'm just wanting to just kind of get off and then literally get off just both of them. Right. Yeah. Go, go sit on the washing machine. (laughs) Just, yeah. I need my, you know, I need my Merlot and you know, my little cigarette. That's all. And then then we're good to go after, after work, uh, after work, Merlot cigarette and washing machine. Um, what so what about when you know for me i have a wand and so my downfall when i'm locked is mr wand wand will find its way to the lock is that am i setting myself up for failure like should i also put the wand away if i'm going to do long term if i'm going to do this if whole month so if you're trying to do long term and your goal is just to see what it's like to go long term you're kind of setting yourself up for failure there because you're going to get everything excited. It's going to try to get the blood flowing. And that's when you're going to have the denial period happen up until it just can't take it anymore. And it just finally releases. And that's one thing people do chase with chastity is the whole locked orgasm. Um, it is, really, it, it is nice though. It, it, I ain't going to argue that. I ain't going to argue that after that first month, that was a reward. And I took that thing that that was probably one of the best rewards I've had. It's definitely one of those things where if you're going that month, don't chase the sexual things unless that's what your goal was in the beginning. Right. It's a, it's a whole mental thing. It's not just locking yourself up. It's like you're locking yourself up mentally from getting off and physically. Oh, for sure. For sure. What about, um, you know, a lot of us wear diapers in Newsy's Nook. A lot of us wear diapers. Um, you know, those diapers are also kind of one of those items where, you know, it, it sometimes doesn't start off sexual, but usually by the end, you know, when when it's nice and soggy and, you know, you're feeling all nice and cute and little like that is that turns into a sexual thing. So how do you mix diapers in chastity? With with the diapers and chastity, I actually do not care for it. I do it. I wear every day. But it's one of those things where I wish I could either do one or the other sometimes, especially with how long I've been locked up. Because you kind of miss that feeling down there. So if you do a long-term thing with diapers and chastity and it gets that warm, soggy feeling you're still not going to feel that much. The most you're going to feel is, you know, on the balls and that's it. Uh, Versus like, you know, you said you did uh, two weeks was your longest. If you'd done it for two weeks, you would still be trying to get hard, everything like that. And it's going to try to start pushing through the cage if it's an open cage and you can feel that warmth and everything. But 
it's one of those things where I just, I wish I could have one or the other. I personally don't like to mix it, but it's a free world, you know? What about, what about your, um, your woman, your wife, does, does she enjoy having both the diaper and locked combo? My wife is actually not in the ABDL scene at all. So this is an all me thing, the ABDL. She and I share the chastity and the domination and submissive, but she's fully supportive of me. Uh, not necessarily caregiving way, but she understands that this is a part of me and she loves me regardless. Aww. So that's why I have to keep everything clean down there. And I actually have a uh, nylon tipped brush, uh, toothbrush. Mm-hmm. And I use that to clean it down there in between the three to four day cleanings that I do. Oh, you don't take the lock off when you clean. You you kind of just go down there and clean it while it's on. Yeah. And then every three to four days, she'll unlock me, quickly clean the cage, quickly clean everything down there, and then immediately dry relock. So it's probably like a good three to five minutes. And then once a week, I also do soaks. So that way I can just kind of soak in some baking soda and get everything kind of freshened down there. Oh. Yeah, long-term long term's not fun when it comes to the cleaning part. That's what they don't tell you about. It's a full-time... Why? Is there a story there? Is there a story that you were like, oh, now I've learned my lesson? I messed once. I messed once in a diaper and... I immediately regret it when I went to go clean because I realized that my cleaning day wasn't scheduled for three more days. So I had to go down with a little nylon toothbrush and try to scrub everything. And I still feel like I never got it all. And I am cursed with that thought of not getting it all. Oh no. So for all you stinkers out there, and if you're going to do Locktober, do yourself a favor and take it off and and clean it thoroughly. Definitely, definitely clean it thoroughly, you know, have that spare key somewhere where it's just hard to reach. So that way you do your stinks and then you can just clean that thing. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, no, I totally get you. I've, I've had that experience where I've been locked and, and, the, and the stink happens and it's almost like the, it's almost like the cleanup period is even longer because you're like, ah, there's so many like, little crevices, but you don't want to take it off because you're like, as soon as I take it off. The fantasy's over. Yeah. But, you know, half a half a pack of wipes and, you know, half a little tub of body wash on a nylon toothbrush and you still don't feel clean. That's the only sad part. Right. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's a good le- at least you At least you learned. At least you learned your lesson. Yeah. You know, you just got to learn it once and then pray it never happens again. What about, you know. You know, there's so many spaces that, you know, we go to, you know, there's there's gay Twitter or ABDL Twitter, you know, that's where you see other people and that's your community or, you know, there's the, di- you know, there's discords, telegram groups. It is it are you is it advised to not go into those groups to because I know for me when I go on Twitter, it's game over like. <laughs> Like Twitter to me, it, it, I don't even go to a porn site anymore. It's just all Twitter. So should I not even go to Twitter during Locktober? So that's actually part of the thing that I love to do 
is go onto like all these social media platforms. Because if you were to go to my Twitter right now and scroll through, you would see me blatantly admitting that I'm in chastity and that I am just constantly in heat. And so I just hit on everybody. I am just, everybody is a target. You post a picture, yeah, I'm probably going to say something, whether in a gift or just by words. And then when you come over to my profile to see what's going on, you're going to see I'm locked up. And that's why I'm hitting on everybody, flirting with everybody. And then everyone messes with me and teases me. So I actually kind of like the whole social media thing. I go to Reddit, Chastity, and post and talk on there all the time. And then I love going to ABDL Twitter and Puck Twitter. That, oof, it just, it works you up. And I think that's part of what you should do during Locktober if you're just doing Locktober. So that way you can kind of go for that full effect of what Chastity can do. So you like the vicious cycle of I I am desensitizing myself, but also s sexualizing myself and putting myself into heat. You like that vicious cycle then? Yes, very, very much. So it actually wasn't even like something that I chased in the original. Uh huh. It was the act of denial that I was chasing in the original. But during the two months, that's when I found out the whole keeping myself in heat and desensitizing me at the same time and that's when i fell in love with that part Ooh, ooh, that's yeah i so do you like to get humiliated too is that also part of the fun or are you just are you just like the vicious cycle of in heat the vicious cycle is the main thing but as far as like humiliation probably not like the super cruel type humiliation light teasing poking fun stuff like that i'm cool with that and you know it, it still gets me all bashful and shy and stuff when somebody makes a joke towards me about chastity and how they're not locked but i know it's all in good fun so as long as it's not too harsh but there is a part of the community that loves it when it's really harsh so it's just what you're into talk to me about the mental side of this do you have you noticed other than other than keeping yourself desensitized to anything did you notice anything else mentally change for you because i know for me there comes by week two something changes in me where i almost feel sensitive to everything where it's either like a great wonderful day or it's a the sky is falling does that happen to you too i am constantly at that point <laughs> I, I, I'm at a point where if I see a cute puppy video, I start crying and I'm wondering what's going on. Why am I crying? Um, so the mental part of it, you don't even realize when you start changing until you've actually changed a little bit. And then you're like, hold up. I didn't used to do this. What's going on? But I wouldn't say it's something negative. Uh, it almost like heightens your emotions. So I'm more dramatic now. Uh, I'm sassy, just super, super sassy. Uh, I get called a brat by my wife all the time now. She loves me, but I'm a brat still. You're just 100% you. Yeah, I, it literally just... You're not worrying about anything else. Uh, there's the whole thing of you kind of get more energy and you're refocusing in other areas. 
which is true, but you also are going to have that bad day. And that bad day is going to be, maybe it started to rain and you left your windows cracked or something. And it just barreled Forget down it. the hill. I'm going home. My window's cracked. It's raining. I'm going home. Sorry. Sorry, boss. Got to go home now. I, I literally did that two weeks ago. I, I, I put my paid time in and I said, I got to go, guys. I, I left my window down and I just went home and I cried all the way home because I had to sit in a soggy seat. Oh, no. No, I totally get that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's interesting how just like something on your dick changes the whole changes whole mentality you know changes your personality changes the way you think change changes everything it really does i kind of feel like it almost brings out a little bit more of who you are as a person versus who you are sexualized right it's like it's it's like a therapeutic thing yeah that's what i'm discovering the more and more i talk to people about kinks in themselves kinks in themselves they almost bring out these things inside of you that you either you kind of knew were there or you maybe you didn't know were there like you know wearing diapers lets you revisit your childhood chastity lets you dig deep and figure out all right who are who who are you really yeah and i think that's what that's the best part of just kinks in general is just you're finding yourself and you're learning new things about yourself almost every day when it comes to a kink so for people that are going to do Locktober, what, what should they be ready for in this first week? So first week, you're going to want to take it off. You're always going to want to take it off, but don't. Just, just hold through. You're going to wake up a couple of times at night because your member down there is going to be trying to put up a boxing match with this chastity cage, and it's going to lose. It will lose. Just get up, maybe take a little walk around the house real quick. Maybe go take a pee if you got to. Just sidetrack your mind and then go back to sleep. If you can do that, you'll get through the first week. I promise you'll get through the first week if you can get through those nights. What about, what about for, for you? What would you? What would you say to little Casey six months ago? Get ready, because you're going to go for a wild ride in a second. <laughs> Jeez. How, how much uh, longer do you think you're going to lock up for? Or at this point, you're just kind of like, now it's just, you know, you don't even notice it. It's actually the strange thing. It's to the point where I've actually been offered the chance to unlock and do a full orgasm. Uh as people would say, as God intended or whatever. But I actually deny it. I literally get this puppy dog face and start looking at my wife and going, oh, but you don't have to, you know, I, I can just stay locked. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Don't, it, it's fine. It's I'm fine. I'm fine. So it's, it's really, really kind of a, it messes with your mind. It just messes with your mind really bad in how a much, fun way. How much longer do you think? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I really don't know. I've actually asked if she has a date in mind, anything like that. 
And the only dates I know is that I will be going through Locktober and then follow it up with No Nut November. And my birthday is at the end of November. So I am praying that I can get unlocked. But I don't know. I probably won't. It may be a Christmas miracle, maybe a New Year's, you know, resolution. I really don't know. And I actually really like that I don't know. It's, wow. it's a game. You have a strong mental capacity. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I, six months ago, I, I don't think I'd be able to do it. But if you have some way to keep that key out of your reach, except for that emergency key, and you fully understand the emergency key, then I think that definitely helps. And if you have a key holder... Or even if you don't, you can do a contract. So I actually drew up a contract and it's signed by me and my wife and a witness. So it is technically legally binding. Uh, Who's the witness? Like a friend? Yes. It was actually her friend. Oh, okay. But, you know, you can, you don't have to go to that extreme if you don't want to. You can just write up a simple rule list or something if it's just you. You know, set guidelines with yourself, what you can do, what you can't. If it's you and a partner or you and somebody virtually is holding your key, you can make a little contract. You know, if I break this rule, this happens. If I do good here, then there's a chance I might get a reward. Or how often can you be unlocked if you plan to go long term or near permanent, semi-permanent? So do you think that's really important for people who are going to do Locktober for the first time, making rules for themselves instead of going definitely. in, instead of going in like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to lock for a whole month, like really like sit down and be like, all right, here's the rules for myself. Here's like, here's the goals that I want to meet. Yes, uh, definitely set rules, especially to get through that first week. But after that, if you start punishing yourself uh, if you like punishment, that'll help keep you in line because then you're going to be drawn more towards that punishment side of it than you will the thought of actually unlocking and doing something else. But yeah, yeah. Definitely set some guidelines for yourself just to get through those weeks. Even if it's something as simple as like, and it doesn't sound like a rule, but you know, go watch a porn uh, once a week. Just Go to any site, watch your favorite porn once a week during October, because then you're going to have that thrill of the denial side, you know? So definitely right. just set something for you, whether it's rules or rewards, punishments, make it fun. It doesn't just have to be just locking. It can be a experience all in itself. What about for all those newbies out there? Any advice for them? Don't, don't psych yourself out. It's really not that big of a deal. I promise you it's not that big of a deal. You can easily make a month. There's people who super glue their cages and deny themselves permanently. A month, that's a blink of an eye nowadays. Just get through it. Right. We, I mean, we sat in our houses for, what, three months in lockdown? We can, we can do a month. Oh, my gosh, yes. It, if you didn't go crazy from lockdown, 
you're going to be fine here. Trust me. This will be a walk in the park. This has this has nothing on 2020. <laughs> 2020, the ultimate chastity. Oh my gosh, wasn't it? Well, thank you, Casey, for talking to me about chastity. Where can people find you? Uh, so I am on Twitter, uh, littlecasey underscore. Or you can also find me on Snapchat if you want. Uh, I pretty much will talk to anybody. I love making friends. Come over if you have questions. Uh, it's going to be littlecasey underscore on there too. Awesome, little Casey underscore. All right, thank you for coming to Newsies, Casey. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. So for those of us that are going to try to do Locktober, um, I know some of us don't have key holders to give our keys to and to check our locks. So I asked my friend, Bro Sitter, if he could check our locks throughout the month of October. So here's Bro Sitter getting us ready for the month ahead. Hey there, buddy. You excited about tomorrow? Maybe a little nervous? <laughs> Don't worry. Being locked up is something that horny boys like you need. It's the best way to get a handle on that wild behavior and to keep you in line. After all, locked up little boys are good boys. Now then, do you, do you remember how to put it on? Do you need help? Well, why don't I walk you through it anyway? Tomorrow, you're going to get up and you're going to get ready for the month. You'll take a shower and do your usual stuff, but then you'll get your cage out. You can take a moment to look at it and get familiar with it. After all, it'll be very familiar with you. Then, once you get things uh, softened up, you'll go ahead and put it on. And you'll lock the cage up nice and tight. Nice and secure. And once it's on, I want you to say bye-bye to your pee-pee. Say bye-bye, Mr. Pee-pee. You'll see him again. Don't cry. It just might be a while. Besides, your thick diapers will keep your cage nice and snug and secure. Then, I'll need you to secure your key. Now, that could mean a few things. It could mean sending it to a grown-up. It could mean freezing it in a block of ice. Or putting it in a time safe. Or just giving it to a friend. Whatever you decide to do, make sure it's out of your reach. Okay, buddy? All right, you got all that? Good. I'll keep checking in on you throughout the month. Now you be a good boy, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm straining, and I'm not even locked yet. If you want to hear more of his audio files, you can follow him on BroSitter on Twitter and make sure to check that link in bio for his Just For Fans content. Alright guys, I'm officially leaking. I gotta go change. If you want to continue to follow me throughout the month of October, you can follow me at NewsyBaby on Instagram and Twitter and make sure to check out my link in bio for my Just For Fans content. 
and make sure to use promo code NEWSYBABY at checkout at the Playtime store. All right, I gotta go. Make sure you're locked during Locktober. See ya. Bye. Hey, do you know how to read? I don't know how to read, but I heard Playtime has a new bi-weekly online kink magazine. It's called Play Zine. Yeah, I heard if I knew how to read, I could read about different fetish lifestyles, events, entertainment, and news. I guess I gotta go to the Playtime website to practice my reading skills.